And so kind of like my, my frame of mind for anything other than worlds is I want to have a set plan now, practice reps for what world is going to be. And, um, and then how many times can I get beat by like the, like the toughest guys around? Yeah. I wish I was one of them, but I was not. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Elbows Tight Podcast. It's your host, Travis. Today, I have a very special guest and uh, Ben Brandon. Dude, this is one of the, if you guys, I, I think only a few of you have seen my competition footage, my good round and then my bad round. Uh, and Ben was one of the bad rounds that <laughs> I competed against. And uh, af- after the competition, I, I just connected with him, man, because I was like, this dude seems cool, like very humble person, even at the competition and victory and everything like that. So I just want to talk to you. And you've obviously accomplished a lot already in your short jiu-jitsu career, and we'll get into that and everything like that. But I just want to thank you, man, for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, for uh, everyone at home that doesn't know who you are, if you want to give a quick introduction to who you are and how you got into jiu-jitsu and everything like that, and we'll we'll go from there. Sweet. Yeah, so like you said, my name is Ben Brandon. Um, I'm 36, yeah, 36 years old. I just got my purple belt uh, about a month and a half ago. And um, I first started jiu-jitsu in 2016 mm. uh, for a month down in Nevada and uh, <laughs> then they changed their their schedule and so it didn't fit for me anymore and so ever since then I'd wanted to get back into it but uh, it no uh, time where the combination of me making enough money to join a jiu-jitsu school <laughs> and living <laughs> in an area where they're actually uh, they had jiu-jitsu uh, that combination wasn't really met till 2020 and so uh, I wanted to since then but a buddy of mine uh, actually I was working out at a CrossFit down here in Tacoma and they were like, Hey, we're going to have jujitsu classes. And you know, in 2020, it, they weren't even supposed to be having CrossFit classes. And so, yeah, yeah. so I, I was like, jujitsu, underground jujitsu, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so within six months, I didn't go to CrossFit anymore, but <laughs> dude, I'm right there with you. That's kind of like how my story started. Also, like I, I was a CrossFit coach heavily into CrossFit. Our gym oh, owner is also our CrossFit uh, Academy or J- CrossFit gym owner. Yeah. And uh, he was a, a blue belt at the time, got his purple belt right after he opened up the school from his instructor. But yeah, it was the same thing. Like, he was like, dude, I'm going to open up a Jiu Jitsu Academy. I was like, dude, let's do it, man. And oh, uh, finally, one day he did it. And uh, yeah, man, same thing. I think it was like maybe six months afterwards. I had never touched a barbell again. Like, no, <laughs> not, not completely, yeah. but you know what I mean? I was like, I, uh, my friend's like, are you going to come do a wad? I'm like, no, I'm going to go get choked. Like. Yeah, pretty much. That's funny. I w- so I was I was coaching also actually. Uh, were you competing at all in CrossFit? Yeah, yeah, I competed quite a bit in CrossFit too. Oh, yeah. really? I bet yeah. we ran into each other. Probably. What what, <laughs> what gym did you uh did you coach at? Uh, Cascade CrossFit up in Issaquah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. I've heard that place before. Small world. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> so I I know what it was like for me in my first time rolling jujitsu thinking i was you know billy badass super strong and fit i talk about this all the time and the the realization of like i would just die in the streets if anything were to happen to me did you have a similar experience so yes and no um uh, definitely i was like okay i just got beat up by a dude (laughs) like seven inches smaller shorter than me 
and probably at the time, 70 pounds lighter than me. And I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I was the biggest, I was the biggest guy in the school. And so there was like, uh, there was like three or four of us and everybody was way smaller than me. So from the first day, they're like, yeah, you're playing guard. And so it wasn't for like, I think six months. Then we got a couple other guys who were 200 or close to 200. And then I, then I found out, I was like, Oh, (laughs) there was a, yeah, this, uh, this one blue belt. He's a purple belt with us now. And, uh, he's in his mid fifties and he was just crushing me and just white, just (laughs) mopping the maps with the mats with me. And I was just like, dude, this dude is killing me right now. And then some, other dude came in, did the same thing, and I was like, "Okay, I love this." Yeah, I'm. I my first time rolling with someone was like a 19 year old, 140 pounds, soaking wet, and I was 170 pounds at the time, super duper strong. And this kid had one stripe on his white belt, bro, and it was just demolishing me up and down the mats. <laughs> and I was like, "Man, like if one stripe is that significant yeah. in life, like this is this is so crazy to me." So, what what made you finally jump into jujitsu? uh to to start your journey since you, you you were talking about how you were just trying to have everything aligned what was the final catalyst for it so um so actually when i was li- living in so <laughs> okay to give a little preface i was a i was a touring hip hop artist for a long time and um in i got really heavy into to drugs and i was you know heading down that path in 2018 uh, is when I uh, became a, a believer in Christ, uh, gave my life to Christ. And I was like, you know, what? I'm completely getting clean. I'm getting sober. Like I'm getting, I'm, I'm making a change. And so that's, um, that I like erased social media. I did everything. Like I, mm-hmm. I was like clean slate starting over. Um, and at that time is when I started getting into CrossFit. Um, and I had looked for uh, jujitsu where I was at, but, uh, there was no jujitsu with times that I could make it. Um, there was a Gracie, uh, Gracie Baja school and, uh, there were, they had like three classes a week and they were like midday class. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I was like, well, I guess if I'm going to try CrossFit or try a jujitsu, it's one or the other. So started with that. Um, and then it was just like, okay, uh, whenever I would try to find a school that they, they just didn't have times that would work for me. Mm-hmm. And then 2020, uh, I had no job, so <laughs> I had nothing but time. <laughs> but so that was really the catalyst. Was that uh, I had luckily I'd started that fitness journey through CrossFit. So I'd started. I lost a bunch of weight. Um, I, I lost about forty, fifty pounds at that point oh, wow. when I started jujitsu, and then uh, I've lost another twenty cents. But uh, but from then it's like okay, now I'm in shape enough to do this, and now it's uh, two miles from my house and they have classes in times that I have, like, I had no other excuse. Yeah. And so it was like, it was just kind of right time, right place. I think. I think, I think a common misconception that like you mentioned in there is people thinking they have to be in like in shape for jujitsu. Yeah. And I, it's, it's so not true because it doesn't matter how in shape you are. There's such thing as like athletic or a uh, job specific athleticism or sports specific athleticism. Yeah. 
and it doesn't matter the gas tank you have. Well, it plays a little bit into it, obviously, yeah. but it's it, it's completely different. Is like, did you after you started it and you realized like, oh man, I'm not kind of this does my my fitness matters, but yeah. like this is like a whole different animal. Did did that like pop in your mind at all? Yeah, yeah, it did, and I was like, because well, with with the way I am, anyways, it's like, okay, what if there's uh, if there's two points uh, going to the same destination, and one's harder but I'll be better at whatever it is. I'm going to choose that route. And so, um, when I started, I was like, Oh, okay. I'm going to wear the heaviest ski I can wear. I'm going to judo gi. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to wear thick under and I like, because I'm going to make this as difficult as I can. Cause I want to get my gas tank up. But so I guess all that to say is like, um, right after I started, I was like, okay, so this is going to be hard. And I want to make it harder um, because I think it'll make me learn quicker. And I don't, I think it backfired for the first three months, but then at some point I felt like it started to catch up. So did you wear like hoodies underneath your gear? <laughs> no, I didn't go that like, far. <laughs> oh, uh, we had a guy, we had a guy that would wear hoodies underneath his gear and then you would like go for a choke and you'd like grab all the hoodie and then yeah. he would just slide out. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is cheating, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So how long after you started jiu-jitsu did you start competing? I know you're a super heavy competitor. You're smooth comp. When I was like looking up the people that I was competing against, I was like, dude, this Ben guy is like gold and silver in every freaking competition. How how soon after you started did you actually start competing? It was exactly one year. So oh, really? Uh, yep. So I, I, I started, we opened September 2020. I got my blue belt uh, June of 2021. And then... Um, my uh my professor was like hey there's a competition i want you to do it and i was like uh all right sure and so it was the rev um yeah it was 2021 the rev and it was like a mile from my house in downtown tacoma and so that's when i did it i i won gold at the it, I, so i won all my all my gi matches and i was like oh i need to do that again so <laughs> yeah so i started yeah uh, I think it was August of 2021. Yeah. Did you go in there with a game plan or like, no. did your, no, you didn't. What was, what, what was your whole mindset going in that first competition? Dude, I had no idea what to expect because I didn't, uh, I had to, I've been working since I was 13. So I never like, I never did school sports and I never, you know, like I did in, in middle school, but you know, that's different. So I, 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 I had no grasp other than like local CrossFit tournaments. Um, I had no grasp of what competing would be like. And so I was just like, <laughs> my professor went over some stuff and it just went over my head. I was like, yeah, okay. And then, the, <laughs> so I walked in, no game plan at all. And I was just like, oh, what? I was like, I'm just gonna, I was like, I'm just gonna sweep this guy. And uh, <laughs> that was like, as far as I got. And I was like, I'm just gonna look to choke him out. <laughs> and then uh, I ended up getting him uh, in this super deep collar choke from the, from the back. And, uh, I, it's one of those things that like, you know, that ankle lock you have when somebody crosses their feet. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard about it. Never had any idea. Crossed my feet and he just starts. And I was like, what the hell is that? What the hell is going on? He was turning purple. And I I was like, my grips were going out. And, and I was like, my leg is breaking. So finally I just let go. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then my 
professor told me. But yeah, no game plan at all. I was just like, I didn't understand the point system. Yeah, I, I still don't. Yeah, I think I'm under the same the same <laughs> point. But uh, like, I didn't know what got two. I didn't know I got three. Like, I just know I was like, I'm up on points and I want to put them to sleep. Like, that's all I knew. And then, of course, after I was like, ah, what is going on with my hand? But yeah, so no no game plan. I just like went in there and was like, all right, uh, let's see what happens. Dude, it, it's so funny. Like, it doesn't, unless you have competed before in something that I don't even know what would be equivalent to tell you the truth of, yeah. of like a jujitsu fighting someone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, uh, when, during my first competition, I'm sure everyone at home is tired of hearing me talk about my competition. <laughs> right. But I was like, I just set minor goals. I was just like, I don't yeah. want to blow my grips out. Like I don't want to get submitted. You know what I yep. mean? Like, I don't, I don't care if I lose, like, I just don't want to get submitted. I ended up getting submitted by in my third match, but I was like, I was like, dude, uh, but it, you know, it was like, I just set these, people at home that are thinking about competing for the first time, like I, I would yeah. say set minor goals for the competition. If your minor yes. goal is like you want to win, then you should do everything possible to do that. But yeah. I think a bigger, a, a bigger thing is like just set minor goals that you want to accomplish on the map. What would you, what would you tell someone that's first starting? Like what would a good goal be for them besides obviously wanting to win the entire thing? Um, that's actually a great point. Um, so my first goal would be honestly would just be like have fun because um the second like you know how it is even though even though like i i was competing like uh at at least once a month uh, for a while and uh every single time like the adrenaline dump i would turn really pale and like for no reason and then the second we lock grips i'm like okay i'm good but up to that point there would be like no completely unnecessary like anxiety and then (laughs) (laughs) and uh the first match i did not enjoy i just remember thinking i was like that sucked i was like but i had no expectation for myself so i i was like i was like uh like i i wasn't going like i'm gonna win this tournament i was like let's see what happens let's see how this goes and like see if i'm any good at this um but so that would be the first thing is like have fun. And then, um, I would set a very specific goal of like, like you said, very like manageable goals. Um, one of my, uh, I coach a 6am class and one of my students, his, his three were, uh, get a guard pull, get a takedown and don't get tapped. So those are, and so I think, I think those are like wonderful goals. Um, and so, yeah, I would start somewhere like that, uh, especially with like, for me, it's like, okay, I know I like to pull guard. So my, uh, my goal would be, uh, guard pull, clean guard pull and a sweep. And I, I think that, uh, for my purple de- belt debut, I think that's, that's going to be my goal. <laughs> if you guys are listening at home and you're in a 208 masters one. <laughs> <laughs> masters two. Oh, you're a masters two now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, th- then watch out for Ben. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, and so actually the funny thing is at Master Worlds, I I had a game plan. It was Bravo choke everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I Bravo choked the first guy and I was like, all right, like, here we go. Like, <laughs> the, 
four more fights to gold. I, I got one down. Second guy, I was down 7-0 um, because I wanted the Bravo choke so bad. That I set oh my it up, gosh. pulled guard, set it up from close guard, and I was trying to get it. And he started to pass my guard, and I was like, nope, I'm going to get it. I'm going to catch him in it. And then he started getting way too far, and I was like, dude, I need to stop going for this. <laughs> so I finally stopped going for it, and I turtled, but I turtled high, and he just uh, he was quick. He was good. And he just took advantage of, took my back. I was like, all right, game plan's got to change. That's uh, funny. Yeah. So, how, then how, the, so you, yeah, sorry. No, go on. Sorry. Oh, no, I was saying, then I, my plan after that was bow and arrow everyone. <laughs> and so I bow and arrowed the next three guys, including the guy who took my back. And then, uh, but I couldn't sub the, the guy in the finals. You on the hunt for a guilt-free snack? Meet Kudo, the official protein popcorn of the UFC. Kudo's popcorn's revolutionary cooking method allows each bag of popcorn to have 10 grams of whey protein isolate in every bag while tasting absolutely delicious. Yes, you heard that right. 10 whole grams of protein in every bag. For a limited time, my listeners get 25% off their entire order using code ElbowsTight at kudosnacks.com. My wife and I have been trying to clean up our diets and having a healthy, clean snack that, like Kudos, has been an amazing win. Kudo popcorn has multiple flavors to choose from. Kudos garlic, parmesan, white cheddar, and salty sweet kettle corn all taste incredible and make healthy snacking something you actually enjoy. There are so many reasons to make Kudo popcorn your new go-to snack. It's gluten-free, preservative-free, whole grain, keto-friendly, and only has 70 calories per cup, and it's made right here in the US of A. For a limited time, my listeners get 25% off when they use code ElbowsTight at kudos.com. That's 25% off with code ElbowsTight at kudosnacks.com. Save money, support the official protein popcorn of the UFC, and get pop. Thank you, Kudos, for sponsoring this episode. That's crazy. I want I want to get back to your your master stuff, but I kind of want to like lead up to like uh how you got there. Yeah. So you mentioned that you like competed almost every month. Yep. You know what I mean? Like what what was the reason behind that? Were you just addicted to it or did you have like in your mind you're like, "Dude, I'm I'm doing pretty good at this. Like I just want to keep doing it as much as possible." Or was it like your your like coach, you know, on your shoulder like, "Keep competing. Keep competing." <laughs> um <laughs> I was like, uh, I had developed a pretty good friendship with my professor, uh, Noah Moke. And, uh, my, my, and I told people this all the time. Uh, they're like, why are you competing? I was like, well, somebody has got to represent our school. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, I mean, that's while, good. Like, and I was like, somebody has got to do it. And, uh, I've been doing pretty good so far, so I'm just going to keep going. Uh, and like, uh, kind of the goals that he would set goals for me and it would make me more excited to compete. Like, uh, so for my, the second tournament was the week after the first tournament, I did a grappling industry down in Portland and he, he was like, yeah, sign up for the absolute. So I'm like, all right, sign up for the absolute. And then, uh, and after that, he was just like, do the Fuji. And so I did the Fuji. And, and so it started, it did start with him like, Hey, you should do this. And then it became like a, a, a thing where it's like, um, maybe I'm kind of good at this. Like maybe, uh, and I, uh, I love, I think the idea of just knowing where I'm at, um, whether sometimes it's, sometimes I'll compete in the adult division and then otherwise it's masters one and two. 
And so it's just like, uh, it's, I think it's the purest form of jujitsu you get outside of, uh, outside of like a, a street fight or something, I guess. But you know, <laughs> I ain't trying to get into those. I got a 401k to worry about. I ain't, yeah, I ain't trying for, to test for myself. For real. Like that. <laughs> for real, bro. Even like there was, I think that I've been in one fight my whole life. Like that I, that I remember. I've heard that I've been in other fights, but I don't remember those. So they didn't happen. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So do so you think, do you think that you would have competed as much as you did if it wasn't for your professor, you know, kind of being, uh, on your side, like as much as he was? Um, maybe, maybe in, in the stretch where I can, was competing like a whole lot. Uh, probably not. Yeah. I, I'm, I do, I do love competing and I do love just testing myself. So, you know, I, I probably would have ended up here eventually anyways, but, uh, at, during that stretch, it was definitely like more so like, okay, somebody needs to represent this school, but it wasn't necessary. Cause I don't, the only, I don't really like, uh, like I, I definitely don't do it for medals, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was, what, how did you overcome your, or what was your, probably your, your biggest setback in your competition pedigree so far? And like, how did you overcome it? So it was, okay. It was, um, it was in 2022. It was my first loss that I thought like, I was like, okay, that was a legit loss. Um, because a quick story back to the second tournament, the second tournament, I won the absolute and I had like seven, uh, maybe it was like five or six matches in it. And the, and they, in grappling industries, they do the absolute before your weight class. Mm. Um, and the guy who I beat in the finals was a 290 pound strong man. Wow. And he threw me like a, like a child. And so then I ended up losing a few in my weight class after that, but I could bear, like, I literally like drug myself over there. And I was like, you know, it's like, I'm not just giving anybody a win. You, you still have to earn it, but I didn't expect to win anything. So I didn't feel bad about those, but I got beat by a wrestler, um, two zero, uh, he got me in a double leg and then we scrambled for four minutes. And that so that was the first time I got silver. And I was just like, I was, I was just, I was like, man, I suck at jujitsu. <laughs> and then I was like, but his jujitsu wasn't better than mine. And, you know, and, uh, so it was like, uh, at first it was just like, uh, you know, maybe this was just a fluke. Maybe it's, and then, um, and so I think that was the, the first real, real, uh, setback I had with competing. And then I was like, Oh, do I want to, uh, and it's funny even to, to say out loud because it's all in your head. Right. Um, but if I ever said this out loud, I probably would have laughed about it. I was like, Oh no, that's not true. But like in my mind, I was like, Oh, I was like, uh, eh, do I really want to drive an hour and a half, two hours to go like face some wrestler who's just going to double leg me and then I'm just going to be stuck and then it's going to suck. And, you know, um, and so there was that, a bit of that mental, uh, that mental game. And, uh, and then I realized I was like, uh, I was like, I was so used to winning that, um, <laughs> that I was like, Oh, 
I, I like I didn't I am not as humble at losing when it's on the com- <laughs> <laughs> as I thought I was, you know, like uh, in competition um, uh, at at legend or and open mounts like at, at other places, especially against higher belts. It's never bothered me like I don't mind. But specifically in competition, especially by two points and a double A, I was like, I was like, dude, this is. And so then I just realized it's like, oh, okay, this is part of it. You know, it was like, if, uh, cause I, I didn't know I cared that much. I didn't think yeah. I cared that much. Cause I was always happy after like, and I was just like, oh, good job, man. Like, you know, and then I was like, okay, maybe I put a little too much weight on that. And so then, um, and so really I was just like, okay, this is part of it. And now I need to go back, watch what happened and see how I can improve. And then just in those moments, uh, enjoy the fact that somebody out there, uh, somebody out there, like they're, they had their day and then hopefully get him back. And so then I actually ended up getting a fight to win with him and then I ended up beating him. And so I was like, Oh, I got it back. But, and then he comes comes full circle (laughs) and it was his first loss. So I was, uh, he was my first loss. What I felt like was my first loss, like, um, first real competitive loss. And then he was my, uh, I was his first loss, so it was just kind of funny the way it worked out like that. So how did how did you bring yourself back down from that that feeling of, you know, like inadequacy or kind of like being kind of down after that loss? Yeah. Like how did you how did you send yourself back again? Um, really, it was just uh, the desire, just uh, just desire to get to get better and to improve. Because uh, at the end of the day, I was like, okay, what are my goals in jujitsu? Um, a, like fitness. I want, I want to be fit. I want to be healthy. Um, so that's a big part of it. Uh, B, the the community of it. Like you know, it's it's the closest thing I'm gonna ever have to going to war and having a, a you know brothers in arms in, in that regard. And so I do it for that. Um, and then C it's everything I loved about CrossFit except Mm. for you, except for you can't, uh, you can't figure it out. So like a barbell, you understand, you can study a barbell, how it's going to move. You can study the bar path. You can, uh, you can change everything, but you know exactly what's, how it's going to react when you touch it, uh, pull a bar, you know, exactly how it's going to react. Um, you know, dumbbell, whatever, uh, an echo bike, you know, exactly what's going to happen. Uh, as soon as you, t- as soon as you, uh, push everything into gear. But with this, no matter what happens, there's different styles, different body types, um, different weights, different strengths. And so with that, I was like, okay, I'm doing this because I want to be able to problem, uh, problem solve. And I want to feel comfortable in the most uncomfortable situations that I'll ever face. And so then that's kind of was like, okay, now it's time to get to work now I'm going to train harder. I'm going to drill smarter. And then I'm just going to lose as often as I can. And so that's when kind you, of the, the process. When you, when you talk about losing, was that like in the training room, you're just going to put yourself in bad positions and just try to work out of it. And if you get submitted, you get submitted. Yep. Well, in, in training room and in competition. Um, and so kind of like my, my frame of mind, um, for anything other than worlds is, is, uh, this is just, I want to put, I want to have a set plan now, practice reps for what world is going to be. And, um, 
and then uh but yeah yeah so that that's exactly what it is it's like who can uh how many times can i get beat by like the like uh, the toughest guys around yeah i wish i was one of them but i was not (laughs) (laughs) no yeah but no do you do you feel like your your competitive side from crossfit did that like translate over at all into like competing in jujitsu yeah yeah for sure well um yes and no um yes and the uh i was i was never like really uh, i'm not like the guy who does something he's like ah yeah i did yeah, you know like me neither yeah the, um so the competitive drive yes um uh, but the i was um seeing other people's times was way uh, was a fuel that would make me step up like or just seeing somebody beating me uh, at crossfit i would tap into a different area where um i don't get that like i'm it's it's a little more cerebral for me with jujitsu like i uh, i don't feel uncomfortable the way like i would get uncomfortable if you started beating me at something in crossfit but oh no no no. (laughs) yeah i competed a lot well i would say relatively a lot in in crossfit and when i came to jujitsu the idea of competing like really um wasn't there for me you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was like, man, I've done this. I've I've competed like in CrossFit competitions suck because it's like four or five workouts in a, you know, in like a six hour period. <laughs> you're like going a hundred percent. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're absolutely thrashing yourself trying to win every competition. And so I was like, I just, I think I'm good on competing. You know what I mean? Like I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't really think I, I need to do it anymore. I've, I've proven my competitiveness to myself. Yeah. And then and then, uh, you know, I've been a blue belt now for coming up on four years. And so I had never competed before that. The, our first, my first competition was at rev. Yeah. And, uh, afterwards I was like, well, I mean, maybe I should do that again. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, and not like, it's not like, because, uh, I don't know if you listened to that episode after, after the competition, but, I did. uh, I just felt like I just didn't set myself up for success. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so yep. like, it's like, if I were to go to like a weightlifting meet, and not have carbohydrates, not be hydrated, you know, not have an opening weight that I wanted to hit. And then I just step on the platform and, you know, it's like, Oh, I didn't set myself up for this. You know what I mean? And so I, I kind of want to do it again so I can, I can be, be more prepared to, to do better. Cause I feel like I did good. I feel like I, I, you know, like I didn't do bad. It was, I, I joked about it. Like when, when we got reset to the center and I like told you yeah. like, bro, I thought we were about to go back to the ground. I was so yeah. excited. <laughs> like he stood us back up. I was like, no. And that's when I knew I was like, I, right, my gas tank, I'm dead, dude. Like there's yeah. no way. It was like, it's like, man, whatever you want, bro. Just let me know. Like, <laughs> this is yours. It's so, like, I don't, I don't want that feeling again. Like I don't have yeah. that competitive. I don't have that competitive mindset of like, uh, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to like crush yeah. the people around me anymore. But I do mm-hmm. have that competitiveness in like myself to be like, I don't yes. want to be, I don't want to let myself down. You yeah. know what I mean? If I lose, I lose. If that doesn't yeah. bother me, you know, but I, I feel like I didn't, I didn't prepare myself enough for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. That's, and that's like, uh, I think that's one of the big things about competing is, um, 
it was kind of when I went through that lull, like I, like I missed, I missed weight by 0.1 pounds one time. Oh, and I was like, whatever, no. like, I don't care. And then like, I was like, I don't even, you know, I wouldn't even motivate myself like during that little stretch where I was kind of going through that. And then I realized I was like, man, like, uh, I was like, really, um, like you were saying, like jujitsu in the same essence of CrossFit, like I'm bettering myself. I had to look at every match that way. Whereas like, uh, like you said, like if I, uh, so I went to master worlds last year, um, and I did two twenty two uh, cause I was, uh, I was injured most of the summer and with a rib injury. And I was like, Ooh. there is no way I'm cutting weight. Um, I should just be good enough to beat the guys 15 pounds heavier than me anyways. So I just didn't worry about my weight and I went up and my goal was don't go out in the first round. And so I ended up having a battle in the first round. I won. Um, and then I got like thrown by an ex NFL linebacker in the second round. And, uh, <laughs> and he took my arm and I, I tapped before he even stretched it out. I was like, I'm good, bro. I already felt yeah, it. You got <laughs> it. I'm all right. <laughs> nice job. Like, I hope you win the whole thing later. <laughs> no, that's, that's funny. Right. Cause, uh, um, in my, in my third match, John, the, uh, the big guy that was there, the tallest dude, he's, yeah. um, he, I don't even, honestly, I don't even know. It was like a transition. He got me like a straight arm lock. Yeah. And during it, I was like, I was like, man, it's not very tight, but you know what? I'm just not going to risk it. And I'm just going to tap. Well, yeah. I had never experienced that adrenaline like that before. And my adrenaline stopped, dude. And I thought I had broke my arm. Like I, it, my elbow hurt so bad. Has that ever happened to you where you're like yeah. afterwards, you're like, Oh dude, that, that's not good. I, sh that was a little late. Yeah. Um, not, uh, so I've, I've outside of that, um, I've never been in that bad a situation since then. Um, not in competition, but definitely in, uh, I train with these guys. You've probably met some of them, the garage gang guys. Um, mm. they go around to a lot of the local schools, but we just, we would just train in a garage. Like they still do it at different people's garage. Sometimes I make it when I can, but we'll just like two hours on these tiny mats and there'll be like 15 of us and we'll just be, beat the tar out of each other. But, um, but yeah, so <laughs> I've definitely had times where I'm like, Oh, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm driving home. And then you're just like, oh, why can't I? What? Oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you're like, Oh, and I, so I actually thought I was, or my wife thought I was having a heart attack. I was like, I'm fine. But I was having all the, the symptoms and my dad's had a bunch of heart attacks. So they're like, no, you're going to the freaking hospital. And I had a rib out. And I didn't know oh. that the rib that I had out in the back, like the, and he was like, oh yeah. He was like, this is like every, every time this, somebody pops out this rib, they think they're having a heart attack or somebody they love thinks they're having a heart attack. So they come in and I was like, oh, okay, good. That's but, so yeah. it. Do you, do you cut weight for competition or? So, um, after, after worlds, I was like, okay, there's. Uh, after so 20 uh 22 worlds i was like okay there's a few things to learn a stay ready because ibjjf does not care you will like i was supposed to have another 15 minutes between matches and they're like nope you're going now and so i was literally eating a rice cake and i was like trying to choke it down and i ran up and i was still like trying to swallow it while i got on the mask look <laughs> the one <laughs> stay ready b or the two i am not 222 
and I don't need to ever be there. And so I just try to, I don't do any like really hard weight cuts. I just try to keep myself around 205. Um, but so, uh, and then I, the third thing I learned was like, you know, like I need to stay prepared and have a game plan. But, um, but yeah, so I, I stay right around 205, 210 now. Yeah, I, I want to get back down there. I'm like, I walk around typically around like 210, 212-ish. And yep. so 208 is like right there. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I don't want to go, like you mentioned, like I'm not 220 plus pounds. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I got a dad bod right now, but it's like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to wrestle with the big boys, man. Those guys Real. are, they're like, I'm like in my head when I think of that weight class, I'm like, those guys are like six feet tall. They're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so what, what made you? Um, decide to go to Master Worlds this year and and just like absolutely crush it, man. Like, what would, was it? Your performance last year or was your whole goal to competing this year to to make it to Masters Worlds. Gentlemen across the nation, I have an urgent message for you. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. The brand that took your balls to space is now launching them into the Ultrasphere, introducing the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the new cutting edge design and next generation dual skin safe blade heads for two different shaves, it's pretty much a spaceship to take your boys downstairs to the next level. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code ETP20 at checkout. Every man knows how scary it can get when you go or close shave below the waist. That's why I trust Manscaped for all my sensitive areas. I'm lucky to be one of the first to try the new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, and to say this thing is a game changer would be an understatement. Manscaped's fifth generation trimmer features two next-gen interchangeable skin-safe blade heads, a standard trimmer blade for taking a little off the top, and the new oil blade to go for that smooth finish for wherever your heart desires. No more wet shaving? <laughs> Count me in, you know what I'm saying? This bad boy also features the dual LED spotlights to provide contrast on multiple skin tones so that you can shed some light on your darkest places. This right here is the cutting edge for cutting pubes. Upgrade your ball trimmer and your life will follow. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code ETP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code ETP20 at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough. It's time to go ultra with Manscaped. So, yeah. So this year, um, I had, uh, I had, I was feeling pretty good early on this year. And, um, I remember just thinking to myself, like, okay, uh, I know that according to, uh, like the IBJJF standard, you have to have your blue belt two years before you can go purple. And I was like, I, I really was like, I really want to get a purple belt, but I want to earn it. And I thought, and I was like, if I win master worlds, then I can get my purple belt. Or if I podium, then I'll be worthy of that. That was my mindset. And I was like, uh, and I was like, plus I want to know how I stack up against other guys in the proper weight class. And so that was kind of my, my mindset. And, um, Every time I, I, I started the beginning of the year doing a couple grappling industries where I actually ended up losing to Brett on points, um, I did the absolute bracket and got silver. And then I did my weight class. 
and uh, my only loss was to Brett. And it was by, uh, he had a, I think he beat me like six, four or something, but it was, a. Uh, like he passed my guard with something and I was like, Oh man, that was, and I like, I just couldn't retain and could have gotten back. But, um, and that, and that one was the weight class was two fifteen, And I was like, dude, this weight class is just too much for me. Mm. Uh, I was like, I, I need to be, I need to be down 200, 208. And, uh, and I just need to stop doing the absolute because it's stupid. Um, <laughs> it's stupid when it's before your weight class at least. Yeah. Uh, but so kind of with that and I was like, uh, yeah, so that was kind of the, the frame of reference for me. And then from there I was like, you know what? Um, uh, I don't care if I win or lose any of the other, the other matches, but I'm going to like, I'm going to compete at least, uh, every opportunity that I can, um, just to get there. So what was, what was, uh, your training like leading up? to masters worlds and then did anything change the closer you got to the the day so um and so earlier in the year i was doing um i would train like three nights a week and then three mornings a week um and if i was able to i would uh, hop into a noon class um which wasn't super often but one of the nights would be uh, with the garage gang guys and there it's all uh higher level belt guys and so, and it's just tough, tough, tough round. And so, um, so it, I was just trying to stay consistent three in the morning, uh, three in the mornings, uh, through the week and then three in the evening. Um, On opposite days or the same days or just whatever was available. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't, uh, like Wednesday or yeah, Wednesdays at the time I would do two a days. Um, so I would do the 6am class and then the 6pm class. But, um, as, as I got closer and closer, it was just, um, it was really just like every round, um, no matter how many times I can get in during the week, I'm going to make every round count. And so, um, it would be like, start from bad positions, work my way out. Um, or some days it would be like, okay, I'm staying on top the entire match. And then, or I'm going to stay on bottom the entire match and just work sweeps. And then I was like, okay, uh, I need to do one competition a month, uh, except for in August leading up to, uh, and so I actually ended up doing grappling industries the week before the rev and then the rev, uh, where I met you at. And then, and so these were like, okay, compete once a month to make sure I'm still like under that frame of mind of competing. Um, so I'm like, I'm still ready. I, I understand the weigh-in process. I understand all that. Um, but, uh, don't compete more than that. Try not to compete more than that because then you're just going to like wear yourself out. And, uh, or for me, I just knew I, I was like, man, I'm just going to stop caring about it if I do it too much. Um, so that was kind of like the process that I had. Um, I'm not a real big, like plan in the future guy. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, this week, you know, what can I do this week? And, um, I'm just going to do whatever I can with this. Were you doing any strength and conditioning, nutrition, mental coaching? Like what, what outside of just jujitsu did you end up doing? Um, so I do, I, I usually, I try to do, uh, three, three days of lifting, uh, a week. 
And so I'll do like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, and I just do, uh, I develop just kind of like a full body circuit, um, that I'll do actually just in the other room here in my basement. Um, but that, so that's what I'll do. It's like, I'll do a 45 minute to an hour for, but I haven't like, I haven't lifted heavy where when I was CrossFit, I was like, okay, got that 500 pound deadlift. Like I was working up the big numbers. Like I, I haven't lifted anything over 250, uh, in, in any of the lifts, uh, in, in the last, in the last, uh, last year and a half. But so, yeah, I was like three days strength and conditioning. Um, I do, I like to do high carb, low fat diet. I did keto uh, to lose a lot of weight, but I didn't feel like it was sustainable. Um, and where I feel I perform the best uh, and feel the best is, is honestly like I eat a lot of beef and white rice. And yeah. I, I, I love vegetables too. So I eat a lot of vegetables, but like literally any, any day of the week, you're like, Oh, what's your, what's your food? Like, what, what is your meal today? I'm like, Oh, I'm probably gonna have seven ounces of white rice. And you know, eight ounces of beef. <laughs> is it is it ninety ten? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> do you, so, what about the mental aspect of you? Do you do you like meditate or do anything like that to get your headspace right? Obviously, you know you're a big believer, like you mentioned at the beginning. Does yeah. that does your faith play into pre- uh, being prepared for competition too? Oh, definitely. Um, one of the big things I do I do pray before like before every match and before every tournament. Um, and, and my prayer is simply that I will be the rep- best representation of, uh, my school and, or first my Jesus, um, uh, my family and my school, um, like through win or loss, like that, I'll just be able to like, um, use this as a way to benefit the people around me. Um, and, uh, and so when I do that, I just like, I just try to push everything else to the side. Um, like my, so I'm, I'm really like laid back, but I'm also very disciplined. If that makes sense. Yep. So like my Monday to Friday, I'm up at four 30. Uh, I'm in the Bible with coffee, praying, reading, and then five 30, I leave and either go train or, or lift. Um, and then the rest of the day. And so, but it's all like, uh, it's, it's, you know, get into that, that quiet time in the morning get into my physical training. So it's the mental and the spiritual physical, and then the rest of the day. And so that is really kind of, especially with competition. And it's funny because like in competition, I'm listening to worship music, um, before I go up. And so a lot of people, uh, I've heard their music and it's like stuff that'll get your like heartbeat hype and everything else. And I'm just like, I'm bringing my, I'm trying to bring my level down. Elevation worship. You know, you're just sitting there. Just there it is. Yeah, there's actually this guy, Jeremy Riddle. Um, so uh, uh, he has this song, His Name is Jesus. I listen to that song on repeat. And it's like slow and calm, but the words are so powerful that it's like, uh, it's like okay, this is what they're talking about, how, the way they're talking about Jesus. This is like the representation that I want people to see every time they see me is like that, that light and that love and like if they feel like there's any power or any goodness in me that they realize that's where it comes from um and just like but yes 
<laughs> and every now and then you can throw on some e-worship. I yeah. got that. <laughs> so when when you are, I mean, I don't think we've actually said it, but you won. You went from brand new white belt to master's world champ in three years, right? Yep. Like in an incredible like feat for anyone, you know what I mean? Especially being masters. Um, and I think it's just, it's just crazy, man. Like it's, it's super inspiring. Like seeing you win, I was like, man, Ben, Ben makes me want to do this more. You know what I mean? <laughs> awesome. So what, what during that final match talk, like what was that moment like where you realized you're like, dude, I just became a freaking world champ. Like this is mm. crazy. And so actually the, so the semifinal, if we go to the semifinal match, um, that was the first time I ever got excited about winning a match. Really? Um, and, uh, because before then it was like, and, uh, and actually, do you mind if I'm back up to the whole day? No, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so actually like, so the night before, so everything leading up to master worlds, um, I had beat the number one ranked guy in Portland the month uh, the month before, became friends with him. And uh, everybody told me, he's like, dude, that, that dude's number one ranked. And he was tough. He was super tough. But, uh, um, and then like, I was like, I, I kind of know what that guy's about. And I was like, if everybody's at the level he's at, and then I was like, this is going to be freaking war tomorrow in every match. Because, yeah, Ahmed is a tough dude um but so i was kind of thinking that and i get a call from my sister and she's like you got to go see dad and so the whole everything just kind of went to a halt i was like what do you mean i gotta go see dad she's like you need to get to reno you need to go see dad um and she was freaking out she's like i don't and the way she didn't want to say it but in the in uh, her mind she was like the way she was she was saying it without saying it she was like i think dad's dying um and uh, he's actually right now. He just started to make a recovery, so he didn't end up dying. Thank God. And um, it looks like things are going the right way. But so I find that out about eight thirty the night before, and I'm like, like how soon? And she's like, you need to come see dad. And um, and so it was to the point where I was like, okay, like what what is what is going on? Um, and I was like. I was like, should I even compete? And so then I started going through all this, like, you know, cause none of it, none of it matters. Uh, at the end of the day, like I need to be there with my family. Like that's what's important. Um, you know, I think you had mentioned it after on the podcast, after your first one, it's like, none of us are like trying to be famous doing this. None of us are, you know, we're out, we're out here just testing ourselves against other dudes who also have to work tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I started going through that and then I was like, uh, and I, my wife was like, we can do whatever you want. Like, it's all good. Like, what do you want? Just tell me. And then I, I looked at her, I was like, you know what? The only reason we're here is so I could compete tomorrow. And even if I get the soonest flight, like my, my matches are in 12 hours, even if I get the soonest flight out, um, or the flight right after that what difference is it going to make? And so I was like, I came here, I paid the money. I, I you know, I, I worked with my team to get to this point. I'm just going to do it. And then I looked at flights, uh, for the next day and I was like, I cannot afford to fly out anyway. But, uh, and so I was like, you know what? We're, we're here. We're here to do it. So I get there. Um, I don't eat anything that morning. 
Um, uh, and I'm just like, okay, I don't, I'm struggling to find the motivation, but I'm doing this. And so, um, I just went in, I helped my other buddies warmed up. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? You just got to take it one match at a time. I still wanted to Bravo choke everybody, but, um, but Small so that goals. was, yeah. <laughs> and so that was kind of the, the, the frame of reference where I was going under was like, like, should I even be here? Yes. Um, you know, I got a buy because I earned it from the match in Portland. And I was, so all these things, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to let my, a couple friends know what I'm doing and I'm just going to pray through it. And so I would just listen to that song and I was like, okay, you know, one match at a time. Um, but so that was like kind of setting up where I was at mentally and spiritually. Um, and so, uh, when I was on, when I was down in the second match, I was, that's kind of what, uh, I kept me calm too. I was like, you know what, uh, at the end of the day, like you're like, you, you didn't come here just to give up. And so like, you're going to get out of this back control and you're going to keep going. And then, so it was like, I just kind of kept it business as usual, just trying to stay on top of the mental. And then the semifinals after I had a battle with that dude and I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to the finals. I was like, no matter what happens, like I'm getting, uh, you know, a world medal, a world's medal, you know, like, yeah. And it's either going to be gold or silver. I was like, um, and so I was like, wow. I was like, this is, this is actually really exciting. And I was like, okay, cool. And then, um, and then, uh, I remember, uh, going to, I going up to the guy before we started and I was like, dude, just good luck. You know, how's it going? Like whatever. And he said, congratulations to, congratulations to us. And I was like, Oh, that's dope. Like, yeah. And I was like, dude, that's a great point. I was like, you know what? Like we had a 52 man bracket. So neither of us, like we had to win, we had to win matches to get there. We had to battle to get there. And, um, and we had to put everything else, whatever we were going through, we had to put that to the side and, or use it as motivation. And, um, and so it was, there was about a minute left. And, um, with the minute left, I'm looking at the score and I think it's like six or eight zero. And I have like three advantages. And I was like, Oh, and, uh, I was like, it was the first time I was like, Oh, I can go easy. <laughs> I was like, I can just stop. And, uh, and I was like, I was like, Oh, there's no way I'm letting this guy get anything. Like, there's no way. And then I was like, I'm just going to hold on until it's done. I was like, because uh, I'm not going to, I'm already pretty smoked from the other, all the other matches. And um, he was a really skilled guard passer. And he, uh, and I could not, I like, I could not uh, complete a sweep and like hold him down. He was so freaking good. Um, but so at that point, I just started, I was like, dude this is unreal. This is unreal. And I saw, I looked over and I saw like, uh, I saw one of my friends crying and then <laughs> and I was like, Oh, this is real. And so then at that point I was like, I was just super pumped. And then I had known, uh, one of my professor's goal was to have, a, uh, to take somebody from white belt to world champion at any level. And, um, and I was more, I'm still more excited. Like that was the best part about it. That's I was like, I got to help him, him achieve that goal. Um, and cause, 
and I just got to like, I just, I felt like I was just taking part in all of it. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of like the, about a minute left. I was like, oh, this is mine. And then I looked over and I was like, oh, this is theirs, you know, because it's your whole team's. And so like the medal stays at the school because it's like, they're the people who get you there. They're the people who sweat with you. They're the people who beat you up and, and, and you know, mop the mats with you. And, uh, and so that was like kind of, uh, I guess that was that, that realization. And, um, and so it was just, I was just so happy for them. And then, um, when I went up to the podium, um, and then I was just like, oh, this is great. And then I look out of the corner of my eye and I just see my professor come out, rip, yeah. rip like, the bag off the purple belt. And then I started crying because I saw my friend crying. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, that was the very first moment I was like, dude, this is a bigger deal than I thought. Um, and I, I think because uh, because it's like... Uh, on music stages, I've been on music stages in front of thousands of people. And like, it was all about me at that point. Um, and this has never been about me and still will never be about me. And it just can't in jujitsu because you can't do it alone. Like you have to have at least one other person to train jujitsu. Um, and so, uh, I didn't realize, but I was like, dude, there's then the gravity of everything. Like there's 11,000 people competing this weekend i was like and there's a limited number of these medals there's 52 dudes in my bracket um who came here hungry for this and you could feel it in every match and i was and like so then the gravity of everything and i was like oh it's actually <clears throat> i was like this is actually like a big deal and uh especially for my professor and so that was that was just kind of like a, a cool really gratifying moment of the whole thing what was your biggest lesson learned through this whole experience? Um, I think the, I think the biggest lesson learned is, uh, it's truly just, um, I think it's just, just affirming kind of what I already knew is that it's not like, it's about the people that you train with. Um, because especially coaching the, the, uh, the 6am guys that I coach, um, their wins and losses, uh, are bigger to me than my own are. Um, and it's like, whenever I go somewhere like, and even on my, and on, on my, on my gi, I have John 14, six, which is my favorite verse. Um, uh, I made like, you know, a lot of people, they'll put their last name and their Instagram handle and everything. And, um, my whole thing was like, if you want to look up something, look up John 14, six, and then you'll know everything you need to know about me. And then Atos Tacoma, cause that's the school I represent. <clears throat> um, but I think that, uh, that's just it. It's like, that uh, that all of this is just a, a wonderful fuel to help people um, to grow, uh, help, to help people um, really learn how to lose. Like I had to learn to lose from uh, people like Brett, and then uh, just uh, yeah, I think that's that's the biggest lesson in all of it is like that we're not fragile, <clears throat> um, but uh, we're not fragile, but we can feel very fragile very easily. Um, and 
we don't need to, you know, you don't need to be fearful. You don't need to be frightened in all these situations um, that, and you can, like, we can get through a lot of this stuff. And the best way to do it is by testing yourself um, in an, in an area that's safe, <laughs> surrounded by people who care about you. So. That's awesome, man. Well, I just want to say thank you so much, Ben, once again, for coming on the show. I always like to end each show with the, the same same question. If you could give a brand new white belt one piece of advice when they're starting jiu-jitsu, what would it be? Come back every day. I think that's it. Just keep coming back. Um, man. Now I'm thinking of all these other ones. I already said the one, though. <laughs> I mean, when you say come back every day, I was like, well, I don't have class every day, but I mean, I try to come back like every day I can. (laughs) Okay. Um, Or no, I would say, all right, all right, let me, let me me try this. Rewind, rewind this. (laughs) Um, This is all staying in, by the way. This is (laughs) perfect. You know, I would prefer if you would only like add more to it. Like, um, (laughs) don't cut anything out. Um, No. I guess I, and I, right after I said, it, I was like, eh, you know, um, I think the thing I tell people the most, uh, is that there, it really all goes back to being comfortable in uncomfortable situations is you're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to lose, you're going to get humbled and you're going to love it. So just, that's why you keep coming back. So but that's why I keep coming back. But wow. I'm also, you're, you're probably sick like me where you're like, that that hurt, that's hard, it really sucks, <laughs> let's do it again. Yeah, yeah, I know, I like look forward to it. I'm like, um, <laughs> who who would have thought getting your butt kicked by a bunch of hot, sweaty dudes would, would make <laughs> you feel so good? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's like one of those things. It's like, um, you know, you're having a bad day, you're having a bad week. Uh, you just go on the mat and then you, even if you have a bad time on the mat, it still makes you feel better. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's something about that dopamine hit, those endorphins, yeah. that fight or flight. You know what I mean? Like you leave yeah. the mat, like that was really hard, but man, yeah. I'm so glad I did it. So, <laughs> but Hey Ben, if people want to follow you or check out your stuff, where, where can they, where can they find you at? Um, my Instagram handle is water Buffalo. <clears throat> Because that's what my professor called me one day, but uh, no vowels, so it's at W T R B F F L except for the O. So, <laughs> water buffalo, um, yeah. And so that's the only. I think I have a Facebook, um, and it's just my name. But you know, Facebook, Instagram, or you can go to Calvary Chapel South. I'm the youth director there. You, I'll be there. <laughs> you have a you also still make music though right you have oh, a, yeah, yeah, a youtube page too yeah um yeah so the the my stage name is 3z and the last uh i put out an album this year called born again and so that that'll uh that'll give it but i don't i don't know i don't have a youtube page specifically the publishing company that i use makes all of that um and uh I'm so disconnected from it other than I just wanted people to, to hear the music of, of my transformation. And so, <laughs> so, uh, but you can find that on Spotify, uh, iTunes, um, Amazon, Google play, all that three Z born again. 
But. Heck yeah, man. So, hey, thank you again, Ben, for coming on, man. This was a great conversation. Time flew by. Uh, I can't wait for people at home to hear this. And uh, I just want to say, you know, God bless, dude. And hopefully everything works out for you. And thank uh, you. Thank you again for your time, dude. So, yeah, you too, man. And I, man, I, I was serious when I said I wanted to come out there and get on the match. And we just yeah. got to let me know when your schedule lightens up and then I'll just make it work. <laughs> 18 years that's when it was <laughs> <laughs> so hey guys thank you so much for listening and watching at home make sure you guys go follow ben check him out everywhere go listen to his music and uh remember no oil checks here peace yeah <laughs> See you, man.